Hey, this is Rick Casselge from ExercisesForInjuries.com. Today I have another interview uh, for you, and it's with Dan John. So, Dan John, I'll get you to introduce yourself. All right. I'm Dan John. I live in the United States of America, specifically Utah, and also I uh, kind of part-time in California. I've been in uh, lifting weights since 1965. Uh, for reference, my first trophy comes from 1967, and my wife was born in 1968. And just uh, a couple weeks ago, I became the state weightlifting champion again, which is kind of fun when you think about it, because at the first state weightlifting championships, I was the best lifter, and this was the 34th, and I'm still competing, which is kind of fun. Um, academically, I was a Fulbright Scholar, which is a kind of a big deal uh, here in, for education in the United States, uh, but let's just know what it is anymore. I've got uh, uh, advanced degrees in uh, history and religious uh, religious education. Um, I was a I paid for my education throwing the discus. Uh, went to Utah State, uh, Loyola New Orleans, uh, boy, Cornell, American University in Cairo, Haifa uh, University in Israel. Been all over. Um, I studied intensive Turkish at uh, Portland State University. So I have a kind of a nice broad uh, academic background I started coaching in 1979 and um, I, I kind of lucked out because I had really good mentors Dick Notmeyer and uh, Ralph Mullen and I was able to take real common sense stuff and just kind of march forward and I learned a lot made a lot of mistakes um, I haven't made too many mistakes with my athletes I made a lot of mistakes with myself which uh, I think, you know, helps, hurts me. Uh, I tend to dive into the deep end on things, and uh, if, if something comes along, I, I immerse myself in it so that when I'm done trying it, I can tell you whether or not it works. So that's kind of how I do things, okay? Awesome, awesome. And then just to give people that are listening a little bit of background, like why I brought Dan on this interview and also have Dan coming up to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada to do a two-day seminar is, as Dan has mentioned, he has a, a wealth of experience and has kind of done a wide variety of things. Dan's kind of known for his throwing coaching and his strength and conditioning work, and what he's done with the throwing work and the strength and conditioning work is kind of he's, he does his own thing, which is kind of, which is kind of neat. And also, uh, Dan ends up having a bit of a different teaching approach and presentation approach than everyone else, which I like. And from looking at your videos, it's, your approach tends to be very practical and common sense and no nonsense, which is what I kind of uh, like. So that's kind of my perspective of, of Dan John from your reading and your interviews and your videos. And I'm looking forward to meeting you in the, the you know next week up here in Vancouver. Well, you're going to be disappointed, but you know, try, try not to show it on your face, okay? <laughs> okay. And Dan has a, a great sense of humor. <laughs> now, getting into the question, what would be, and, and the questions that I have for you are different than the other, other, other people that I've interviewed, but I know you can handle it. So what is the best piece of training advice that you would give someone today? Well, you know, I mean, it's the same piece of advice I, get, I would give you if you want to uh, be successful in anything. It's just show up, you know, two words, show up. Um, I think what hurts a lot of people is that they get so stuck in this, uh, 
you know, this spin of ideas and concepts and training methods and modalities out there, but they forget to just show up and train and get their work out and get have some fun, you know, and you know, you, you gotta get in the you gotta get in the weight room, you gotta get to the track, you gotta get to the court, you gotta get to the pitch, I believe is what you call it up there. You gotta get <laughs> on the field. And uh you gotta get going and it's uh it's the, the funny thing is is that the bulk of your success is gonna is gonna come by you showing up. I mean uh, I, I really believe it's a, it's a military axiom, but, you know, even the worst plan, you know, fully engaged is better than a perfect plan that never gets going. And so no matter what you're doing, make sure you show up. Um, and then a little, a little tiny thing uh, right next to it is um, be really conscious that we, we live in waves, if you will. Um, you know, there, there's a time to plant and a time to reap, you know. And so I think it's totally okay to have really, really hard training sessions, maybe three to six weeks of really hard stuff. But then you also have to have rather intelligent training sessions, too, where you go in there and you build yourself back up. You build yourself, you know, I call them, I, in fact, I'll, at the workshop, I'll talk, uh, uh, they're called tomorrow workouts. And it goes something like this. You know, tomorrow when I show up here, I'm in the greatest workout of my life. Uh, you won't even know how great. I'm, I'm just going to be just going after it. You're not going to even know who I am. Next day you show up and you say to me, tomorrow you won't know who I am. I'm going to go work so hard. You'll, the next day you show up and say, you know what, tomorrow. So you always leave them a little bit in the back pocket so that uh, you have somewhere to progress. So those would be the, the two big things. Show up and then have the courage to, you know, wave between hard workouts and workouts that build towards something else. Okay? Cool. Now, we, we were talking before the call that you were at the, you were teaching at the Performance Better Summit, and I know the last two or three years you've really gotten onto the fitness education circuit and talked and done all kinds of conferences and seminars to fitness professionals. Now, what is the biggest mistake that you see fitness professionals making right now? Well, it, it, it's nothing different than what I was told in college by Ralph Mon. You know, training has to be little and often over the long haul. And I think what's happened, we've, we've thrown out the long haul. We've thrown out the fact that, uh, you know, I'm 55, and, you know, it took me 55 years to get here. And that's a long haul. And I think what happens is... Um, you know, Charles Staley's great, great title of his book, Instantly Add One Inch to Your Arms in Two Weeks. Instantly in Two Weeks. And he told me, he said, if you put the word instantly on, on a book title or ebook title, it sells better. And I looked at him like, well, don't people know the word instantly in two weeks are kind of radically different? But see, that's what's happening is that we fall in love with overnight. I'm going to do a three-day liver cleanse, and I'm going to look like a million dollars. I'm going to do a two-week this, a one-day that. You know, I'm going to go to the spa for the day, and boy, you're not going to recognize me. If that's the biggest mistake, people aren't in it anymore for the long haul. And I'm, not, I'm not being at all being negative on this. Um, the long haul. I mean, that's. I mean. I think that's what you do with love. I think that's what you do with careers. I think that's what you do with your education. You always have a vision on the big picture, and yet we've forgotten that, I think, in the fitness industry. Good. Yeah, excellent point. 
Excellent point. And looking at looking at yourself, you know, where you know, who do you learn from, and where do you get your learning? Well, I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm I'd like to say I'm connected with every every big name in the strength industry, and I'm, I'm friends with with lots and lots of them. You know, on my phone, I mean, I've got, I mean, my phone it actually does have numbers that it shouldn't have. You know, I, I would say, you know, there's a whole spread of people, but let me just make sure you know. I mean, I was lucky. I had a great Olympic lifting coach in Dick Notmeyer. Uh, another famous American coach named Jim Schmitz was our club coach. I mean, I had great throwing coaches, you know, Bob Lahati, Ralph Marn, uh, Glenn Pass, you know, always great throwers, you know, kind of helped me when I needed help. So I also have a lot of roots, too. But uh, for names, well, I'd say, uh, you know, Alan Cosgrove, uh, I just saw him the other day. It's what my uh, head came uh, uh, Mike Boyle, I just read something about an hour ago from him. Uh, Greg Cook, uh, Lee Burton, uh, Brett Jones. Uh, those are those guys from the FMS world. Uh, in the Olympic lifts, I'm a huge fan of Tommy Kono. Read everything I can get my hands on from him. In the throws, I mean, on my I, on my phone, I can call up world record holders right now. Brian Oldfield, John Powell. Uh, spent a lot of time with Yuri Sadiq, the uh, you know world record holder in the hammer. So I'm. I mean, I do have a good lineage. Uh, the, the hard to, oh, Pavel. I mean, I talk to Pavel once, at least once or twice a week on the phone. Um, I mean, we we talk all the time. I mean, I mean, everyone knows we wrote a book together, but we still keep talking. All the time. In fact, I just pulled off his next book and cleaning up my shelves here, and uh, there's his next book. And I, you know, I, I wrote a nice thing for him, but I got to make sure I review it again before I review it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm very lucky uh, that I have. Just so many people I can yak and talk to. Nice. And, I mean, I have to say you, I mean, you do not follow the pack when it comes to your training. Your, it seems like your training approach is different, or maybe you just interpret other people's information differently and apply it differently. What are your thoughts on doing what you believe and what works for you compared to just following what everyone else does, and I'm kind of talking about. Yeah, you can be. You, you can apply. You can apply that question to whatever you feel like. Well, I think that I, I don't. Here's the thing. I think I was a high enough, a good enough athlete. My career was good enough so that I could actually talk from the athlete side, and then I think I produced enough, you know, really quality athletes myself, and stepped in in some careers and some others that, you know, I think I have both both sides of the coach-athlete equation. So the, the biggest thing I picked up, and it's my own, it's the problem I had, you know, we all fall in love with these things like plyometrics, isometrics, um, geez, um, linear training, uh, even performance, performance enhancing, enhancing stuff. We all fall in love with them. It's the next new thing. But, you know, the then what question kept coming up in my career. In fact, I keep, the one of the reasons I tell people not to do steroids is because uh, I got a buddy no longer with us, but he was a 170 thrower, and he was one of those guys who was an absolute responder to anabolics. Well, he became a you know national level thrower, an international level thrower. And then one time we're kind of standing around. I go, "Why aren't you throwing?" He goes, "Hey, I can't get I can't get any anabolics." And I go, "Well, that's not I me. Mean, it's just a, he goes." And he said, "I can't throw over 180 without drugs." And I thought to myself, he had blown the whole what what's next question. You follow? And so what we need to do as coaches is we have to be in that position, I think, is that we have uh, the ability to train somebody, um, you know, for those intense, like, 6 to 12-week 
okay, we're ramping up. This is a big thing. We're ramping up. You know, all you know, you know, all cannons are pointing this way. Or here we go. And and then at the same time, I have to have the courage to look on the other side of that twelve weeks. And my career is kind of based on seeing. Uh, I tell. I'm going to probably tell this in your the workshop I'm giving. But my doctor, my lawyer, my mortician, <laughs> uh, <laughs> many of my friends, about half the people who taught my daughters are former students and athletes of mine. So I knew this young man, I wrote you know, 30-something years ago, I wrote a letter of recommendation to get him into Holy Cross, a couple of years later to get into Oxford, a couple of years later to get into law school. Well, I've seen this young man as a high school freshman, and now he's one of the most important attorneys in Utah. So when you look at someone's athletic career, so to speak, and you say, wait, he's a lawyer, right? Yeah, he was one of my athletes. When you look at someone's athletic career like that, realize, oh, you know, here he is in high school, but he's going to make his money as a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, a world changer somewhere else. You, you get outside of that three-week, two-week, five weeks of hard training, and you see the person as kind of this, you know, I want to grow the whole human person not just their ability to throw the shot two more feet, if that makes sense to you. So mm -hmm. I've been kind of blessed with that. I don't believe in doing those. I mean, I, I think it's a great thing, and I'll, I'll help you 100% if you tell me you want to do this, but you do a 24-day diet or a three-day cleanse. I mean, I know it's, I'm 100% behind you. I'm going to back you entirely. But I know over time we have to have another, a couple more tools in our toolkit to, to help you get where your dreams and goals want to be. So that, I think it's that thought process that makes me a little different. Cool. And this is this isn't a question that I that I that I sent you, but it's it's just kind of popped up just talking with you. You're really big into the throwing sports, and what we've seen in fitness is we've seen fitness integrate all kinds of other uh, types of of training. It could be bodybuilding, and of late it's been like you know Olympic. Olympic lifting and kettlebell training. How can we just, as like fitness professionals, and it can be just you know training clients one on one, semi private or boot camp. How can we train concepts of throwing, whatever type of throwing, discus or shot put or whatever, into uh, our training that would you know benefit our well, clients when it comes uh, to variety? You know, and we I, need to, we need to have a two day workshop with you <laughs> to answer that question and, and kind of get you turned back around here a little bit. Oh, I know. I think throwing is wonderful. I mean. Uh, uh, I've often said if I could get every, everybody just become a, uh, a, when I say two-handed javelin throw, throw up the javelin right and left, all your dreams would come true, you know. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah, throwing, there's a value to it. But what I'd rather kind of do is even get you, get your, instead of doing more, what I was going to, what I, well, talk to you guys back at the workshop is this thing I call managing options or what I call managing choices. They're both the same thing. And, and really, it comes down. And I'll just give, I'll give away the the prize here. But you know, what diet works? Well, we know with with total adherence, after two years, every diet works. We know that. There's no question about it. Every diet works. The about the exact same. Ornish or Adkins, it doesn't matter. They all work about the same. So my point is, pick one and stick with it. What what training program works for fat loss? Any inefficient movement is great for fat loss. It's the problem dancers have. The better and better you get at dance, 
the worse and worse it is for fat loss. So if you're a lousy dancer, go dance. It'll be great for you to lose body fat. <laughs> Swings are great because it, you work like hell and you don't go anywhere. Um, so, but here's the thing. What exercise program works for fat loss? I don't want to say they all work. Pick one. Pick one and stick to it. And so for me, uh, when we'll talk about this question again when I come up, it's, it's really the biggest problem most people have is the pick one thing. And I, I always tell people who want to open their own gyms or have their own gyms, you know, the secret to success here, my friends, is pick one. Pick one. I don't care what it is, pick one. Pick a, pick a diet plan, pick an exercise thing. This is who we are and this is what we do in our gym. And it's fine. I mean, here's the thing. Now, there's another thing. I, I think that 80% of what you're going to do your whole career is going to stay about the same. And 20% is going to be that new cool thing that flows in and maybe flows out two weeks later. But uh, if, you, if you have a handle on the, on the basics, on the basics, everything else will be fine. And, uh, and that's what I'll talk about. Uh, I, to me, the basics are the fundamental human movements. And from there, now, what you're talking about is throwing is when you incorporate all the basic human movements into a flowing pattern which is, of course, always the next step. Constantly the next step is, you know, it's like when someone says they have a 900-pound squat but can't climb a flight of stairs. By the way, I'm fine with that if you're a powerlifter. But if you complain, but if you want to be a thrower, that 900-pound squat, we need to talk about that. We need to flow better. And that comes down to it. It's, you know, babies, a baby has three physical jobs at first. Learn to walk. Chuck, check that. I got that wrong. I'm sorry. Learn to sit learn to stand, learn to crawl. And then you start to flow those things together into something like walking, okay? And because crawling is walking without your hands, right, in a sense, right? So what, when you talk about something like throwing, to me that's taking all the fundamental human movements, flowing them all together uh, with the idea of uh, launching an object at your best friend's head. <laughs> Excellent, excellent uh, insight. Now, we're near the end of the interview. Now, do you have any last-minute tips or insight that you would like to to give the listeners? Do they have, like, 63 or 64 hours? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, probably the biggest one would be there is no good research. There's no, in my whole lifetime, there hasn't been anything that's done better than the DeLorme and Watkins and Yonda and Heidegger, the German, we'll talk about this in my workshop, the German uh, uh, physiologists. Nothing new was out of the sun. They were talking about taking vitamin D back in 53. They were talking about progressive resistance exercise. The thing we have to start reminding ourselves is it's okay to stay with the basics. It's okay to take care of business. It's okay not to have to scream and listen to loud music. To go into the gym, you know, and take care of business. Go out on the field and take care of business. The, the, the body will reward you. If you, have, if you take care of the basics, the body will reward you. And if you overdo something and hurt yourself, the body will have a long discussion, maybe a year and a half, about how that was a bad choice. So I guess you just have to... One of my throwers, Eric Lindquist, I missed his throw. I got there late to the state track meet, and he had won it on his first throw. He should have taken 12th place, 
But on his first throw, he told me he was so nervous that he only could think about the very first thing I'd ever taught him, which, of course, freaked me out because, you know, I could have called him an idiot or something like that, too, the very first day. You know, I don't remember. And he said, I go, well, what was that? He goes, pick up your right foot. With all that nervousness that he had, he went back to probably the single best thought you could have as a discus thrower. He picked up his right foot, whirled around. He doesn't remember it happening, and he threw a PR by 26 feet on his opening throw, crushed the competition, and became state champion. Moral of the story is the basics are always the key. The fundamentals always come first. And if you forget that, you're going to end up in all kinds of, you're going to turn yourself into a little Frankenstein because you're always worried about the pieces and you forget about the body is one magnificent one piece. And it is one piece. And if you forget that, you, you get yourself in trouble. Okay? <laughs> Excellent. And so, so, Dan, where can people get, uh, if they're not able to make the, the course or workshop or seminar next week with, with you, where can they get more information uh, about you, Dan? Well, on the net, there's danjohn.net. And I've got a blog that I'm real proud of. Now, if you decide to print everything that's on my uh, website, I've been told it's over two reams of paper now. So it is thousands of pages of stuff, okay? And it's all free. Read it, steal it, download it, uh, look at it. I do have some books on a place called Amazon. If you type in Dan John, uh, you'll, I'm an author there. I've got five books there. That'd be great. I mean, enjoy them. Um, but really, um, uh, you know, I hope I hope they can make the workshop because what happens is is that people will read when you read someone like myself you, there's a lot there and so what happens is if you only read one thing you might think I'm a lunatic who just believes in leaping into you know forest fires but that's because you, you pick those those articles or those parts you know I, I'd hope if you you really need to hear the whole how things link together does that make sense to you yeah um, yeah oh. and but the, the funny thing is uh, you know it's like someone asked me the other day if I if I like Mike Boyle because he believes in single leg training and I believe in two. And it's like, well, yeah, Mike's a good friend of mine. Well, why would we be angry about that? That's just for his clients. He has not do one leg, and I have my athletes do two. That's okay. There's no there's no war here. No one's losing our minds here, okay? So, uh, so that would be my, that would be the places they can find me. And just, just remember, if you can make the workshop make it, if you can't, I get it. Do your best to piece it together yourself. And my book, Intervention, will help you a lot on that, okay? Awesome. So, Dan, thank you very much for your time. Sure. Thank you. And, uh, and stay on the line for a second. I'm just going to wrap up. So this is Rick Casellage from ExercisesForInjuries.com. I want to thank you very much for joining me on this interview. I hope you enjoyed it. I always find Dan's stuff, and you could really see it come through. You know, stick to the basics. Uh, you know, kind of follow your passion and kind of you know follow the thing that works for you. So this is Rick Casells from ExercisesForInjuries.com. You can swing by my blog, ExercisesForInjuries.com, for more information. 
Uh, you can you know search through it. There's all kinds of other interviews that I've done with a number of other people like Eric Cressy and uh, Mike Robertson and all kinds of uh, professionals from around the world. So this is Rick Cassells from ExercisesForInjuries.com saying take care. And